Lucrae right now, you locked in with Generation Motivation, my man Jay Money. I tried to warn them, told them it was coming, but they ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They tried to knock it, but they couldn't stop it, because they ain't ready for it. They ain't ready for it. They ain't ready What's happening, good people? Hey, it's Jay Snipes, a.k.a. Jay Money, a.k.a. the podcast of the people. And I'm back with another episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. Hey, thank you, first and foremost, for tuning in week in and week out. And, um, hey, I really appreciate the support. And, you know, hey, Generation Motivation is built on the platform of... Uh, you know, highlighting those in the community that's impacting uh, impacting the community in a positive way. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and of course, um, I'm going to carry on that tradition, and I have a special guest uh, with me today. So, so we're doing Women's Month, the month of March, and, you know, I definitely wanted to make sure I, I was shining a light on a uh, you know, women that are making a positive impact in the community. Um, and so I have author Namaya Potter on the podcast. Namaya, welcome to Generation Motivation, the podcast. Hey, hey, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> hey, um, you know, like I said, with it being Women's Month, and um, I definitely want to want to show some love uh, to all the wonderful women that are impacting um, society and uh and so once i came across your story which is a very very interesting story uh, i said author but it's a lot of slashes in there a lot of slashes <laughs> we talked <laughs> we talked about that um you know uh, before i started recording so um not only are you an author but you're also a podcaster uh a vocal coach a singer, and we, 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 is that's with the A, not with the I. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And she said she's singing, she ain't singing, she's singing. Uh, so, but, but, but tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, no, I just kind of introduce yourself and, and, and let's get a little, little, little bit deeper. Sure, sure. So, um, it's Namaya, not Namia. It's, it's, I get so many different things. Um, it's the nah that's hard for everybody. Um, and uh, I, uh, a little bit about myself. So I'm a mother of two. Um, they, they are grown now. Uh, I am a slash, 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 all of those things that you just mentioned. I'm a creative at the end of the day. Um, and, uh, you know, I... I I'm a creative. That's I guess that's all I. I mean, that's that's what I have. I'm a creative, and so that's that's all encompassing from from corporate to the things that I am passionate about. Um, and yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Believe it or not, I'm simple, um, <laughs> but but very complex. Okay, so okay. the closer you get, the more complex. But right. um, on the outside, very very simple, and uh, yeah. Okay. I, I live to love, and that's that's what it is. That's, that's what. So, mm-hmm. so when you say a creative, so of course you know, creative with with your words, creative with with your art, in terms of singing and singing. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 all encompassing. So a creative. Let me give you an example. So one time I, I bought this big canvas, right? Mm-hmm. And I got bought all the all this paint. And got home and was like, yes, I'm going to go on my balcony. I'm going to do this canvas painting. I have no idea what I'm going to paint, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, this canvas was inexpensive because it had a flaw. It had a little rip in the top of it. Okay. Um, but it was very, very large. I forgot the paintbrush. <laughs> the paintbrushes. I, I, of all things, right? right. You can't paint without paintbrushes. Right. That is not true. I said, okay, what are we going to, what, what else can I use? Ha ha. My hands. Right. So I took my hands and, and I began to paint. And um, it's beautiful. I actually made that, I incorporated the splash in the canvas as like almost like a sunset. So it's very abstract to say the least, but um, creative where I can make something out of nothing or out of something that is flawed i will always see like the value in in flawed things and i can i can make something out of nothing right i think i think that's i think that's that's woman 
period. period. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Right. I think that that's, that's woman. That's, that's the definition of woman. That's the definition uh, of woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, creative uh, all the way around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I like... Um, I like what you said in regards of being able to see, you know, the flaw mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to look past it and, and still see the value. And uh, I think that's that's definitely important just in life in general, just just uh, using that as a, a microcosm of life. You know, a lot of times, yeah. um, you know, people are flawed. We all are flawed. I mean, we're we all, all are, yeah. <laughs> we're all a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So. You know, a lot of times we try to compare ourselves to to other people. Hey, I'm this age and I should be here. I'm looking at such and such. They're this age and they're doing this or they have this and I don't. And what's wrong with me and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, but we're all beautiful inside and, and yes. you know, we're all here for a purpose. So, you know, instead of the comparisons it's all about working on yourself to become the best version of yourself Correct. and what you bring to the table and the table Correct. bring being society in general, you Absolutely. know? Um, so, so you're originally from Pasadena, California. Okay. Cali. Mm-hmm. Okay. West side. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So you know I was hyped at the Super Bowl. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. All in front of the TV doing, doing my best to do all, all the dance. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was all the moment. That was all the moment. That, that was it. That was it. Hey. That was it. Trust me. Monumental. My, I love it. I love to see right. it too. I'm an old hip hop head. So uh-huh. um, I love to see it. And they did a, a great job. They did. They really did. They really did. They, did. they, they took me back home just for that brief moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, so so no longer in Cali? No longer in Cali. I'm residing in the peaceful, very green place of Georgia. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. It really is a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, I was a little afraid when I first got here, as, as are most California people, because they're like, wait, there are just way too many trees. And you know, when the trees are fully in, you can't see your right from your left. Like, right. It's like you're going down, like driving in the forest. Right. It's like, how do you know where to turn? And that was, you know, and then, you know, whoever's owned the place, God bless them. But, um, yeah, I love Georgia. I love Georgia. I love Georgia people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just a peaceful place. And I feel now, I feel like, you know, the tree, this is why, you know, we over here living longer because, you know, the trees. <laughs> because the trees. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and a whole bunch of smog and all that crap going on. And then right. like it is in L.A. Uh, right, right, right. You say you're getting that oxygen from them trees. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Get you some. Get you some. Uh-huh. Hey, so, <laughs> hey this, hey, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun interview. <laughs> hey, so, so, so now, in regards to you being a creative and like I said, initially, you're an author. Yeah. So your book, Out of the Remnants. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your book. So and I'll, I, and I'll dig a little, I'll dig a little bit deeper, but just, I guess, touch briefly on it and, and, you know, why, why you decided to write a book and obviously what it's about and your process sure. and everything. Yes. Sure. So it took me about 10 years to write this book. Wow. Um, it, it was very therapeutic for me. It is a memoir, um, and it um, basically of my life growing up. And um, it took a long time because, you know, in, in order to write a book and, and be authentic, especially, you know, like a memoir, your story, you have to go back in time. You know what I mean? Like, so you have to r- remember and uh, relive some events, you know, to give the book the justice that it needs to get the message over. You understand? So, um, it's, that's why it took so long because I would start and be like, this is too much and close it up for a couple of years and then come back until I was kind of, uh, back against the wall. Like it's time for you to do it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just a story of my life growing up with a single mother. Um, and my sister, I have, three sisters, but, uh, I predominantly grew up with just the one and she's about five years younger than me okay. and we're very, very close to this day. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for it to take, <clears throat> excuse me, for it to take 10 years, then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb and say that some of the, some of the memories in the memoir were tough to, to re- relive in. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, not only tough to relive, but some of it, um, which is why I called it out of the remnants, because I was remembering there are some events where I remember only remnants of the story. And okay. so um, my sister, who's five years younger than me, was able to recall intricate detail of, of things that I only had remnants of. You know what I mean? Okay. So um, she was able to really... Um, bring the story together for me oh yes and kind of connect pieces okay. so yeah that's uh, that's why i called it out of the remnants because remnants of my life and then voila here i am right <laughs> so, there yeah, you go yeah. so so now some of the stories that you only have remnants was it because it's kind of like certain things were so painful that you kind of blocked them and I think the body does that naturally. Yes. So, yeah, that's absolutely the case. Um, where it's just, uh, because I know I don't have bad memory. Uh, yeah. But I, th- I, th- I think definitely the body kind of goes into survival mode and it tucks it away. Right. And so, um, and what it is that I could handle, that's what I could remember. Um, so it was a lot of crying writing this book. And um, I mean, a whole lot of stuff came to the surface. It was better than going and sitting in front of a therapist gotcha. um, because you can tell someone your story um, as a story, you know, once right. upon a time, blah, blah, blah. But when you're actually sitting in it yourself, right. um, you know, it, that's a different feeling. It's a different because it's just you. It's just you and the story. Right. There is nothing on the outside that can it can influence a story in any way. You you have to tell the truth. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, do you care to share any portion of the the book? If so, it's not too. No, absolutely. So okay. um. So there there are many events in the book. Um, and of course, I came across photos way way too late. But I'll just I'll share this testimony. So when I was three years old, uh, my mother has been on drugs for as far back as I can remember. Okay. Um, she is now in her sixties and she's no longer doing it. But you know, growing up, she did it the entire time. So um, crack cocaine was really big. That's what she was on. Um, Okay. And so we, we lived in a lot of different um, foster homes, and or she would just drop us off at random friends' homes or whatever. And at the age of three, um, it was, at the time, our pastor's nephew. He was 17 years old. Um, he boiled hot water, and he added bleach and alcohol and all these chemicals. And my mother left me there, and I found out later it was he was the, the plug, the drug dude or whatever. Right. She's supposed to go out and get his money. And so she leaves me there. She doesn't return. And he boils his water, puts it in a bathtub, and he puts my feet in it. Uh-huh. So uh, my feet are burned to the third degree. Um, God is good because um, the, the, at first the doctors thought they were going to have to cut my feet off because the burns were too bad. But um, when my mom found out about the incident, it, it, it hit um, – star news and it was a, it was a big story um i guess one of the neighbors and this is not something that i can remember but um just based on the articles one of the neighbors saw a little girl naked running down the street screaming and hollering she called the police and um they came and got me um and uh, yeah they they did a skin graft and they told my mother my mother fasted for seven days she was always uh, in spite of you know her being an addict on on the alcohol level and drugs, she managed to make it to church yeah. every single Sunday. My mother is also a singer, and okay. she can sing higher, drunk, flat foot, sang, sang. Right, right, right. So these churches were paying her money to sing for them and their choirs and such. And so my mom made sure that we stayed in church. So one thing that my mother did that was amazing is she gave me Jesus, right? Yeah. So and I, and I appreciate her for that. And that at this point she she passed for seven days and she did what they call a shut-in so she stayed in the church she didn't leave and prayed and fasted and the doctors called her and said we didn't have to cut her feet we were able to stay her feet um and yeah man that was that was how the story went the the guy he went to jail just for a little while his family was pretty prominent um in the community mm-hmm. and uh, they managed to bail him out he said that his excuse was the devil made him do it which you know it's crazy because people have 
told me, you know, that that sounds like a cop out or whatever. No, that I, that's an, a real statement. Right, right. If you believe in God, you, and you know, yeah, my thing is that there, there's a there's a good and a bad, a yin and a yang, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that when he said the devil made him do it, he was absolutely telling the truth. Right. Um, but um, he, he was encouraged by my mother not bringing back the money. Right. right? So. Wow. That that that's how that happened, and um, you know, my that was life changing for me, especially in high school, uh, being bullied and talked about. Um, that was that was life changing for me, but I wouldn't trade it in for nothing in the world right now. You know what I mean? So it takes sometimes years for you to appreciate your story, who you are, um, flaws and all, um, because it, it gave me layers, character. You know what I mean? Love, patience, those different things that we work so hard at. Um, it, it helped me with that. Right. Um, yeah, it, it built me for sure. Wow. Oh my! I can't even. I can't even fathom that. Mm. three years old three yeah yeah and then you know you can only imagine you know me having two children myself at the age of three i did a whole lot of paying attention close attention because a lot of times you know in the black community we tend to you know it takes a a village to raise the kids right true we we drop our children off at the different people's homes not really knowing how these people live you know what i mean and what's really going on right um and you know that a lot of things happen. Molestation. I mean, the whole the whole nine. Right. Um, so we have to pay attention to who our children are around. Um, you know, and, and just be present. You know, I know that life gets busy, and we we need to you know work to to feed ourselves and all of this. But you, when you have children, you have to be present. And um, it's very difficult when you are on some type of you have some type of addiction um, to be present. I get it. You know, but um, the kids suffer, you know, right. and a lot of them, they keep it inside and they don't tell anybody until it's too late or they're good and grown. And, you know, now they're different people. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so wow. Now, that's just one story. We're talking about three years old. And that's just mm-hmm. one story. I can, I can, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can only imagine uh, what other stories and testimonials you, you shared throughout uh, the course of the book. Let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. So. Did your, your mom read the book? She did. And uh, let me tell you what her response was. So she called me, and she uh, the first thing she said to me, Jay, was, you are a liar. Oh, my goodness. And, and when she said that, um, immediately I felt peace. Right. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, Mom, <clears throat> you were intoxicated or high most of my life. So what you remember is not clear it's not the truth so this is what really happened you had the privilege uh for lack of a better word of being tapped out right Right. so the the drug the alcohol that tapped you out you were not living in reality we were right right and so some of the things that we uh, that we went through you wouldn't remember you were high right right and so and um it took my sister she's she's very very close to my sister it took her to give me an amen mom that that it absolutely happened for her to come around and it took a minute because yeah. my mom definitely believe we have a great relationship now but my mom definitely believes um you know don't live in the past let's just you know sweep it under the carpet type of deal which is another you, you know uh, one of our community traits right um as black people you know we just sweep things under the carpet and we don't deal with things and so and my mom and this was always been my silent prayer because i i've learned that sometimes you will have to accept an apology that you may not ever receive right mm. and i had gotten to that place where i'm like you know I'm just going to receive her apology, know that she loves me and that she regrets a whole lot of things that she allowed to happen, that she watched happen, and that she was too tapped out to to know about. I'm going to receive that apology from her. I'm going to love her, forgive her, and move on. But, um... But I think God knew yes. that I needed to that I needed to actually hear. You had you had to hear the words. Yeah, yeah, you had to hear. We were all sitting out at my sister's house, and um, my mom just began to weep. And you know, uh, you know, when you stay <laughs> intoxicated or when you stay, uh, you know, yeah. addicted to something, you you. It's easy for that's a runaway. You're running away from feeling, right? Right. So she had, she's been sober for some years now, and I think those emotions are starting to come up. Like, oh my, right. uh, what have I done? Type right. of deal. Right. And so um, the regret, and this, that, and the third, and she just wept, and she said, um, "These are the words she used. I hate her." 
for what she's done to you. And that her was that, that addicted woman. You know what I'm saying? She's talking about herself. Right. In third party. In third party. that was not her. Right. Right. And we just cried together. That was all, Jay, that I needed. <sighs> that was all that I needed. And um, it was enough. I don't have to hear from her ever again. We don't ever have to talk about it. Right. I don't believe in allowing people to keep, you know, apologizing. Apologize. There's nothing you can do. Um, it's it's one course. under the bridge. It's gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. But in that moment, it was authentic and it was real. Exactly. And so, like, you said hey just you you i guess in in some ways it made peace with it because you didn't expect an apology so you Correct. so you're giving it to god and and right. so you you lifted the burden gave it to god and you say you know i'm just i'm not gonna let that hinder me i'm gonna move on with my life Correct. but then but then god came back and, and said you know what look Hey, I, 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 I hear your prayers, and, and look, and I know what you need to hear, and this is what you need to hear in that moment. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you had you know some closure. I, I, for back, sure. I guess for for lack of a better word, I mean it's you know obviously it's always going to be there, but yeah. you know, but the fact that she was able to accept it and she regretted it and then apologized on top of that, I know that that uh that that actually helped so much more in, in your healing process. Absolutely, absolutely. That was the that was the icing on the cake for sure. Yeah. I think after and it's funny because sometimes we think that we're over things that um comes back up later on in life right. and somebody touches a spot that is uncomfortable. It right. could be in a conversation. Right. It's like it's like ouch, why did that hurt? Right. right? That that's a that's a, a pain point that you that you didn't see because maybe it was in your rear view or whatever. Um, you didn't see it and somebody t- said something that you were like, why am I feeling away? Right? I mm. think this is God's way of um, bringing it up to you to know that to let you know, hey, you still have to give me this. This is something that you still have to give me, right? right. Um, that we need that we need to deal with um, because you've pushed it so far back that you forgot it even existed. Um, and so I want you to be whole for real, like right. W-H-O-L-E, whole. You right. know what I mean? I want you to be whole for real. So in order for that to happen, all of these pain points we're going to have to address. And it's a journey, man. It's a journey. Um, right. it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's definitely a journey. And it feels good now, whereas before it was like, oh, it was something that, you know, I just didn't want to talk about, deal with. I've moved on, blah, blah, blah. But I think that the more you address it and look in the mirror and talk to yourself, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the better you become as, as a person. Right. That's, that's building. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your kids when they read the book? So my kids have not read my book, and they oh. always say, "Mom, we know your story, right?" Uh, because they got it uh, from the horse's mouth. Right. So I, I think that for them, they didn't need to read it. Now my, my daughter's boyfriend, he read it. Oh my God, he had so many questions. Okay. Um, okay. But um, yeah, yeah, um, he read it, but twice actually. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah, but my, my kids are like, we know we know the story, and so. Um, okay. I under, yeah, I understand. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, this is directed to, uh, my listeners. If, mm-hmm. if you're like, wow, she is just, just so eloquent in terms of being able to discuss her pain and mm-hmm. how she was able to, you know, conquer it. Um, it's because she's a certified life coach. So I can, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, hey, I'm se- I'm segueing to that because like, good gracious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. you know, I, I say that in jest, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being sincere because, you know, a lot of people don't know how to manage pain. They don't know how to manage stress. They don't know how to, uh, you know, build build back up when they're broken. And sure. the fact that you're able to talk about it and you've made peace, uh, like you said, it's therapeutic. You you wrote it down. It's in written yeah. form. You know, so I, I so is that what kind of led you into becoming a, a life coach? Just knowing the journey that you've been on and saying, Hey, you know what? I, I, I think, I think I've been, you know, touched in, in regards to being able to reach others and help them. Is that kind of? Absolutely. Okay. I feel like, um, my story is now a badge of honor. Right? Okay. And so I, I, as, as God, uh, sends people my way, like I talked to them and I didn't even think about everybody that I talked to They're like, you know, you need to be a counselor. You need to be a counselor. Right. Um, and, 
you know, I was like, no, you know, what's the next thing from counseling, <laughs> avoiding school altogether? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. Um, no, but I'm like, you know, what's the next best thing? And, you know, for the people that are close to me, they get this for free, right? right. Um, but but <laughs> I, I feel like, um, you know, I, God allowed me to go through it a lot of times, Jay. Like, what we go through is not for us, right? Yes. It's for somebody else. Yes. And if you go through it and you come out with a sound mind, dude, you're blessed. Yes. And it would be a shame if you would would, would uh, hold that hostage right. uh, inside of you and not share how to get out of that. I'm noticing, you know, just a lot of people, um, are unfortunately, you know, committing suicide and all these different things that are happening. Right. Um, but because they haven't dealt with um, the, the stuff that's going on on the inside and unfortunately don't trust anybody to to tell them, to tell, right. right? And so when people do tell me, that to me is, is it's an honor, it's a blessing, and I and I hold it very near and dear to my heart um, because people don't have to share right. with, with anybody for that matter. You know what I mean? Vulnerability is something else. And we and we all have a problem at some points of our lives with, with being vulnerable just out of the mistrust or whatever the case is. Exactly. Um, so when people do share, and I, and I share back, um, it's, I've seen some amazing things happen to people with me just sharing my story, yes. and I'm hoping that it um, it's a bridge. It, it is it, it is something that they will see as okay. Well, now I feel comfortable because the whole point of the book was not to just get it out of me, mm-hmm. but but to to let people know and to share your story. You're right. Share your story. You don't have to put it in a book. You can you can just share it with your neighbor. I mean, just you got to get it out. Got to get it out, right? You know, yeah. So right. I want people to be bold enough and courageous enough to, to share their story as well, because that's how we heal one another, right? Exactly. By, by, by sharing by sharing these these stories. These testimonials. All of us have gone through something. Yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. A test. It's a testimony. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, and I mean, and just the fact that you're able to share that story and so many people that are going to be blessed to see the person that you've become like wow like she went through all of this and look how strong she is now and the fact that not only is she strong she's strong enough to be able to help others that may be going through similar situations right now you know what i'm saying and i definitely feel as though you're walking in your purpose i don't you know of course, I don't. I don't know you in depth like that, but just yeah. the confidence that you're speaking in, and just to hear a portion of your story, I, I definitely feel like you know, a God, God picked the right one to be able to yeah. have strength. You know, what I'm saying for people to be able to uh, to learn from and look and up Jay, to. It's, it's in us all. Dude. It's like, in us all. In, it's in us. In it, it is in us all. Yes. And and, and I, I I would it would behoove me to uh, tell you that, that this is not. Um, you know, people have said that my whole you're so strong, you're so strong. Listen, without God's strength, and I hate to sound churchy, but it's just the truth. Yeah, yeah. Without the strength of God, there's no way I would have been able to make it through any of that, nor would I have been able to communicate it with, with the world. You understand? Right. So it's, it's, it is God for sure that has gotten me to this place. So you got to trust somebody, right? If it's not going to be your neighbor, it definitely needs to be Jesus. Period. There you go. Exactly. You know so exactly. Without, without that, it, it, I wouldn't have made it. So I don't really take, um, I don't take the credit for that because I know it was, it was God and God alone. Right. Um, but I will say this for all of us, there is a choice, right? So you have to make a choice. You have to choose to allow God in those spaces that hurt. Right. If, if you, if it's not your neighbor, if it's not your best friend or whatever it is, it has to be, it has to be God. He's the only one that's going to change it. Right. Right. And, and get you to a point where you can discuss it. This, this, this was a long time coming. It, it's a process. I'm going to tell you this. Um, God once told me, he said, Nehemiah, he said, um, I had a vision. It was almost like me and God in a car, right? Me and Jesus in a car. I'm, I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the driver's seat. And he says to me, let's flip that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the driver's seat. Uh-huh. So we're driving along this journey. This is this is the vision that I had. And he says to me, and I'm, I'm doing all this talking in the car with him, and blah, 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 and I need you to do this, and yada, 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 yada. He says to me, what I need you to do uh-huh. is pay attention to the to the journey. Because everything that we've passed by, Namaya, by the time we get to the destination, you're not going to be able to regurgitate what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've heard to the people. Right. The people, the people are waiting at the destination. Right. We're so focused on 
the destination that you are missing the journey and the beauty thereof. You understand? Wow. So I've got to, I got to see all of this stuff, go through it, the ups and the downs and all of that, because I'm gonna have to teach it at the end of the day. Wow. And if you, if you're gonna be the teacher, you're gonna be the, the voice. If you're gonna be the one to tell the people, hey, this is what I saw, this is what I learned along the journey. You can't be so focused and dead set on the destination. We want so bad to get to where we need to be getting to. Right. The Lord is like, you need to look out the window, man. <laughs> so true and, and yeah. i mean and just think about it like you said hey if if a person is in school to become a professor mm-hmm. hey and all you think about is hey you know once i once i you know get my degree and this is the uh you know the school i want to teach at and this is how i'm going to teach but then you're not paying attention in class <laughs> to learn to take yeah right how you gonna teach somebody when you exactly exactly that is so true that is so true but you know um just to kind of piggyback off what, what you were speaking on, like with strength, um, uh, we took our kids to um, the Civil Rights Museum, mm-hmm. right? You know, obviously Black History Month, and sure. and so we we uh, we took the kids there. It was actually a, you know a church group or whatever, and we were chaperoning. I'm feeling old when I start using terms like chaperoning, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> chaperoning. Hey, um, but uh, but nah, but so you know, at the end of our visit. We were all kind of talking to, you know, the adults and chaperones were talking to the kids and we're talking like ranging from sixth grade to 12th grade. And we were just kind of, you know, everyone's kind of weighing in on everything. And so at the end, you know, I was, I just told them, I said, you really need to, you know, take heed to what's happening right now. I know it's a lot to take in. I know you're younger right now. But the simple fact that people are sowing into you and they're really thinking about your future and your best interests, like, you, hey, you, you need to be able to, to take all of that in and understand what those people in that building, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in that Civil Rights Museum, yeah. what they went through. I said because, you know, Dr. King was an average man. Now, when I say average man, he did extraordinary things. Correct. But... He was a man. He was an average man. And the fact that he, he didn't want to be the Dr. King that he was. Right. In my, you know what I'm saying? It was, right, it was right. placed upon him. It was placed right. upon him. He was called to do it, and he stepped in it. And, and he had strength. You know, so it's like you, you have to take heed to, you know, everything that's around you. And like you said, you know, be present in the journey and understand that things that happen now, like us going to the Civil Rights Museum right now, it may not even hit you for another 10 years. Correct. You know, like, dog, you know what? You you might be going through something like, you know what? Wow, now I understand. Now it's starting to click. Now, you know, now I'm understanding why you have to stand up in these situations that you feel are unjust. Or now, now I'm able to draw back on some strength that I never knew I had because... I was in the museum and I saw I saw other people going through things that were unjust and they they found strength within. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, you have to be present in the moment and you have to understand that, you know, a a God is touching you on the shoulder. Right. And giving right. you the strength from, from within. Just like he, you know, those before you. So right. I, I I think that was I think that is a powerful statement that you said that um, you know, it was only God that gave you that strength. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then what's crazy is most times um, the appreciation doesn't come until years later. Yes. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? You've got to mature. you got to go through some things to, to remember, oh, wow, I was in this privileged situation, <laughs> yes. this blessed situation, um, and, and the appreciation doesn't come until later. Right. And so, but the seed was sown. Yes. Right? And so it's like, um, that's, that's, you're blessed to even have the seed sown. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what? Right. Okay, but, but you don't know that you're blessed. You don't know. You've grown and got these good deals. That's funny. That uh-huh. is funny. But that's the truth. That is so yeah. true. Yeah. That is so true. So, um, 
but at what point did uh, it just kind of hit you in regards to writing the book? Like, you know, it's one thing to kind of go through it and and relive it and, you know, pray about it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and talk about it and mm-hmm. this and that. But, like, at what point, like, what was your process for actually writing the book? Did it was just one day you sat down and said, you know what? And you just started writing and the words started coming? Or mm-hmm. how, how did that work? Sure. I went through a, uh, a process, a, a rebellion okay. stage where I was like, I'm not doing this. Um, and then I went to church. Um, I've always been very active in church. And uh, a pastor, a visiting pastor came. Um, and he's in the middle of, um, this was actually Bible study. Um, mm-hmm. And he's in the middle of talking about prayer. And then he looks over at me and he said, and you, when are you going to write the book? So it, it scared me. Like, right, right, right. Listen, um, you, you ain't got to do it like this. Right. I, I know what I've been, you know, I know what's been in my spirit, but, I, you know, I, I just ain't been ready. I just ain't been ready. Right, right, right. So for this random to come, yes. you're a stranger, you know nothing about me. Yes. And you, when are you, and, and I, I think he was probably speaking on obedience, right? Right. You know, obedience is better than a sacrifice. So right, right, right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so he's sending all kinds of signs and wonders, like, right? I need right. you to do it, I need you to do it. So finally he put me in a position, Jay, where I could not pay somebody to hire me. You understand? Like, I, right. it is not like me to not get a job, right? Right, right. I, I'm a very great interviewer. I'm like, what, what are we talking about? Right. Of I got this job. It's in the bag. It's in the bag. <laughs> it was no, 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 no. Right. And I'm like, what is going on? And, and the Lord was like, you're off until you finish. Your own listeners, you understand that that can only 
hear if you say it. Yes. So you cannot allow somebody else to operate in your gifting because your people need to hear your voice. Yes. That, yes. So. That, that is so true. And, you know, and, and that's the thing I, I, I tell people in regards to having a platform, mm-hmm. you know, Everyone has a platform, whether they mm-hmm. whether they know it or not. A, mm-hmm. you know, your platform could be just talking to one person. Correct. One person, Correct. and your like you said, your voice can, can impact that person so profoundly. Correct. That person can change the life of millions. You never know. Correct. You, Correct. you never know your mm-hmm. connection, your platform, and so and that and that's you know one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. Yeah. It's like. It's like, I mean, I have a platform, and right. you know, I want to use my platform for positivity. So, whether whether I have one person listening or whether I have a million people listening, right. I said, you know, regardless, it's a platform, and 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 I'm going to use it, you know, because right. I'm here for a reason, and I have purpose, and I want to be able to highlight other people that know that they're here for a reason and that have purpose as well until we can get everyone. Right. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it's a tall order, but until yeah. we can get everyone to know that they're here for a reason and they have a platform too. So, um, it's, it, yeah, but you, you, you're right. You, you know, we have to be able to live within ourselves. I mean, everyone, Hey, everyone is not, you know, destined to be, uh, Jeff Bezos or Oprah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's we can be Oprah of our own. The, the, there you go. You understand? There you go. So exactly. Really, you need to. T- you need to. Um, like you said, if it's one person or if it's a million people, and, and that was a great analogy. You yeah. change the life of one person that changes the lives of millions. Yes. Those millions are attached to your change. Exactly. So, so, yes. So that, that is. And that's exactly how you, when I perform and I'm singing in front of people, I don't care if it's one person there or, or, or 50,000 people there. Right. At the end of the day, I'm going to give it my best it, because that one person can touch a million. It, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. God actually travels the seed. It is our job to just plant it. Right? Exactly. So we plant it. We, and and he, he actually waters it, and, and it grows, and he, he travels it. Right. So it is our job to be obedient enough to position ourselves to actually plant the seed. A lot of us don't want to do that because, you know, we want we, we need our egos need to see it grow. Right. We need, our egos need to see it travel. But at the end of the day, <laughs> just put the seed. Put, exactly. That's your, your whole job. That's your job. Uh-huh. That's, That's your, your job. job. Uh-huh. That is your job. Uh-huh. Hey, you got to put that seed down. You know what? Hey, God. God is going to water it for you. He's going to water it for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And to pluck it and all that. That's all of that. Exactly. I'm going to do that. I'm going to clean the pot, Lord. I got you. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, but, but you know, it's funny because, um, so we, we, like in the house, we started watching um, Abbott Elementary. I don't know if you watch that or have time to watch it, but we, you know, it's, it's a, you know, comedy, uh, Abbott Elementary, and, okay. and, and the star of the show, her name is uh, Quinta Brunson, and... Okay. So she was being interviewed on uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, and they so they they actually um, revealed how the show got its name. So the name of the show, Abbott Elementary, was named after her sixth grade teacher, right, wow. Miss Abbott. Okay. And so they actually surprised her, and you know, uh, they I, I don't know, I guess via Zoom, they mm-hmm. they brought Miss Abbott. Um, you know, oh. up where where Quinta could actually talk to her, and like she just started crying. I mean, oh, she yeah. was laughing and crying, but but for for that sixth grade teacher to have that much of an mm-hmm. impact on her to name a show after wow. her, and like she's been teaching now, I guess for like thirty years, and she said she's about to go into re- she's about to retire soon, but and she was just kind of asking. You know about you know how what type of student Quinta was, and she was like she was you know always kind of outgoing and mm-hmm. well spoken and just like o- obedient in terms of like wanting to be a leader in that mm-hmm. classroom. And she saw that at sixth grade, and like like we're talking about, she was able to sew into Quinta so much that she wanted to name a show after her, a television show All after. Right. Miss Abbott, you know what I'm saying? So that's we can't take 
we can't take that for granted. We can't take our platform. I mean, she she was probably teaching Quentin just like she was teaching everyone else. She because she said Correct. she she was always telling the kids, hey, you know, a speaking complete sentences. You can do mm-hmm. any and everything you want to. You just have to work hard for it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's yeah. that's the same narrative that she was she was trying to get across to every student. And Quinta was the one that just kind of broke through. I guess for the masses. Now, hey, the other students, I'm sure they're doing wonderful things as well, but sure. we're hearing about the story mm-hmm. and the impact because Quinta was the one that has a larger platform now. Correct. But Miss Abbott used her platform as a teacher. Mm, right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. So we, we can never take our platform for granted. Ever. Right. We can right. never take it for granted. No matter how big or small, because I'm sure Miss Abbott thought it was about that classroom. Exactly. Right? That's about it. You're right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, when, hey, when, it's summer break here yet? What's, we know what's going on. But, uh, <laughs> right. but, uh, but nah. But, but, uh, so, um, and that kind of segues into, I guess, the last portion. You, so, you, you said that, um, in terms of performance. So, you said you're a singer. I'm a singer. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm going to say this. I don't, I don't like to toot my own horn. Nah, toot it, toot it, toot it, toot it. But, beep, beep. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, no, so, yeah, I, I sing. I sing all kinds of music. I've, I've sung in church. I do, I do a lot of studio work. Or yeah. Background vocals. Um, currently, you know, I'll gig out with um, the band that I have um, every now and again. Um, and I do a lot of karaoke. I'm singing music um, was a game changer and a lifesaver for me and, and some points of my life. I grew up around it. My mother's a singer. Everybody in our family would sing. And the, the, the best times of my life, I remember, um, would, would be when all of the cousins came together, all of the aunts and the uncles would come together. And my grandmother, who wasn't a singer herself, but managed to produce all vocalists, uh, <laughs> right. my children, yeah, they would all come together. Right. And then all of my cousins sing. I mean, it would be like this big uh, karaoke, uh, yeah. pretty much. Um, everybody had their own mics. I mean, it, and I've, I've got pictures, you know, of my mom and her sister singing. It's just, yeah. I've always grew up around music. and um, Which is therapeutic, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> of course. Let me tell you something. You put some headphones on, right. you listen to whatever it is that you listen to to work out. It's yes. a motivator. Yes. It's a motivator. It, it calms you. It hypes you. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. a mover. It moves things. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it, that's just, I, I music is my life. And that's definitely my passion. I cannot imagine not being um, able to sing anymore or not being um, able to, you know, hear. You know, right, I, just, right, right, I just couldn't imagine that. So, yeah, that that definitely is. I, they say whatever your whatever your um, gifting or calling is, you are willing to do it. Like you, you do it naturally. You're willing to do it for free. Right? Yes. None of us want to do anything for free. But however, when things come natural to you, yes. you can't help but do it. Right. You can't help but do it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I tell you, I didn't, I didn't counsel so many people in the karaoke spot. Don't get it to in the bar. Like, mm, I mean, the song is dope, the, the music is dope, but I'm just like, 
But everybody's like, yeah, girl, just because you happy now and um, carefree, <laughs> we need that music to right. go out. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. It's called Love Surfer. Love Surfer. Hey, you know, it's funny you say that because that's what, you know, folks online were getting mad with Mary because Mary, Mary was, hey, she's happy now and y'all still wanted to sing about sad stuff. Right, right. Like, <laughs> about. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mary said, I got to expand. You know what I'm saying? Correct. You know. Where, where are we at? We're over that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's cool, though. Hey, and uh, yeah. Love Surfer, so, okay. Yeah, definitely. That's, um... That's awesome though, and I'm sure yeah. that's that's definitely a process with the with the writing, finding the right producers, and just you know going through uh, yes. the process of uh, laying the vocals and the whole nine. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, well, hey, look, you know, I uh, as interesting as the conversation has been, of course, at some point we got to wind down. Mm-hmm. And um, with that being the case, I normally ask two questions um, as I wind down. So. The first question is, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, Jay, I want my legacy to be that I was a lover of people, a lover of my family, um, and a lover of God. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Bible says that um, that love is that that is the number one commandment, right? That mm-hmm. He commands us to to love, and and I would like to. Um, believe that that is something that I carry around with me. That's who I am at, at, at my core. And um, when I deal with people, everybody that I come into contact with, I don't care what they look like, what they, you know, what, what their story is, love is what I want to display because there is a lack of it because we, you know, we, so love, to answer your question, love is what I want my legacy to be that and um, courage. I want, I be, I want, I would love for um, just—I don't even know how to uh, how to word it. I just I want I want women, especially, um, but women and men, I, to have enough courage to be free in telling their truth. Mm, okay. So that is that is what I want to leave behind. Okay. Okay. And it started in my children, so. Gotcha. Th- those are my legacy. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and then our final question uh, is, you know, with it being generation motivation, mm-hmm. h- how do you feel as though you're motivating your generation, and that that being the generation now and generations to come? I think um, how I'm motivating my generation is through my outreach, okay. be it that of life coaching, um, using my gifting of song. Um, it, it, most of the time, it's it's. In a, in a life coaching counseling, I have a passion for youth mm-hmm. and young adults. I do, um, and um, how I'm changing the generation is is understanding, trying to understand who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like youth, a lot of them are not feeling understood, and we forget that children grow into youth, grow into adults, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they become adults, all bets are off. They can't get to make their own decisions. Right. So so we have to get them while they're still uh, influential, right? Mm-hmm. And so I am all about um, trying to understand them rather than trying to be understood, right? Right. And, um, and that's how I think I'm, I'm, I'm changing the generations to come. I love to have conversations about their mindset and, you know, wh- how they think. I think that, you know, especially depending on what area you grew up in, you know, our thinking is so limited. Right. And then these kids nowadays, they have a, a, an ex- so much going on as far as, you know, their, their thought process, that, you know, that and, and, and it blows me away. But they are beautiful. They're amazing. And they need to know it. Um, I'm an advocate also for 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 bullying. I I, I love to talk to um, kids about being bullied and bullying because nine times out of ten the, the bullies are being bullied somewhere in right. their lives. Right. It's a cycle. So it's, yes. So that's another thing that I do to try to change the generation. Um, and when they like you, they listen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and if you have a story, they really listen. They really because listen. Because I think a lot of times the youth feel like, you know, you're just talking, oh, you ain't never been through yada, yada, yada. My book is how I'm changing generations. They are reading. They are like, wow. Yes. And they want to, they're inquisitive. They're, they want to know. 
And so that's how I'm doing it with the outreach. Yeah. You're bridging the gap. That's 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 exactly exactly what you're doing. You're bridging the gap. Wow. Mm -hmm. So um, one last thing. I, I know we mentioned it briefly uh, before we started recording. So you're in the process of writing another book too, Early Stages? Yes, very, very early stages. So after people read this one, they were like, okay, so they want to continue the story. I don't know if you've ever seen, um, it was a show, it was called, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, <laughs> a profanity creek. Okay, I don't even want to okay. say that again. Okay. Uh, but but it's it's a comedy. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. They did they did um one episode, um, and and it, it was I mean I binged it. Yeah. Um, or one series. What, what was the name of it? One series. It's called it's called Shit's Creek, but it's, oh, oh. it's the funniest thing profan- I've probably seen. Right? You said profanity <laughs> creek. I was like, hold on, let me try to. Okay, I've heard, yeah, I've heard. Right. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> and when I say witty and comedic, and the writing is superb. Right. And 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 they stopped it. Like he did it, and then he was like, "It's over." Yeah. Like you mean it? Well, <laughs> you're not gonna keep up this story. This is how I'm feeling about what the people are giving me as far as feedback on my book. Right. What? Where is she now? Type of deal. Right. And I, I'm actually not writing, I don't want to touch that anymore. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So you'll see me, but you'll see me on a whole other book and, and it's going to be um, catered around um, dealing with the little girl within, right? Okay. So, um, you know, like I said earlier, these uh, these women and these men, you know, we were once little and if we don't deal with our childhood traumas, um, man, we grow up to be adults that are unhappy, cannot keep relationship, cannot, you know what I mean? Like, right. because we, we, we have a devil. So it's going to be more of a self, self-help um, book more than it is, a, you know, right. uh, where, where am I now? So, yep, okay. definitely working on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else you want to touch on? It's uh, social media handles. I know the book sure. Out of the Remnants is uh, is available on Amazon. Amazon, So yes. definitely, definitely, uh, you know, check that out. Namaya sure. Potter. Yeah, Namaya yeah. Potter. Namaya Potter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my handle, so I... I'm Mainly on Instagram. Okay. Um, and my Instagram is Maya to Marie. So just to confuse everybody, I just went in that whole spiel about it. it's Namaya. Right, right, right. But my Instagram is Maya, and it's not even it's spelled M Y A, the number two, uh, and then M A R E E. My middle name is Marie. So okay. Maya to Marie. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they can definitely check. Uh, check you out on Instagram. They can go to Amazon, and then I'm sure you'll be through uh, through Instagram. You'll be updating everyone about the when you release your single and the book. Mm-hmm. So you just Absolutely. got got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Stay busy. Stay busy. Got to. Mm-hmm. Got to. Um, anything else you want to touch on before before we end it? I, I just wanted to say thank you so much um, for inviting me. Uh, this has been. I just feel blessed. I feel honored to, to sit down and talk with you. Um, this has oh. been fun. It's been enlightening. And, and I just want to let you know that this I'm telling you the connections that you're going to make, sir, because this is not about you, but this is about others. God is just using you for others. And, and the platform is just going to go and grow in leaps and bounds. You've not seen, like, anything yet. Oh. So, so I just, I'm excited about what's going on with you that even the things that you don't even know about yet because of your connection so uh, i'm just i'm glad i feel blessed to to have been a part of this yeah you know that that uh that warms my heart i really uh yeah. i really really mean that sincerely i really appreciate that and um you're right it's a it's it's not about me some a something just touched me one day and say you know what if uh if you want to make an impact, I, I have an idea for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I have an idea. You know, hey, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you like to interview people. Hey, let's let's interview people and let's share all the stories, all these these wonderful stories, and and, and get them out to the world. And so, right. hey, I'm just I'm trying to walk in purpose and be obedient. You know. Yes. So, um, and and it's awesome for me, you know, to be able to connect with people such as yourself to be able to, you know, share these testimonials and and let yes. you know let folks know that. Um, um, hey, we're all flawed. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yes. circle all the way back to the beginning. We're all mm-hmm. flawed, but we all mm-hmm. are valuable. Never forget yes. that. Never yes. forget that. So, um, well, hey, look, I uh, I definitely appreciate you 
carving out some time, um, you know, for, for, for this interview and, uh, and, uh, we definitely wish you the best in, in all your endeavors and, and, you know, yeah. keep us, keep us updated and continue to, uh, share that story, you know. I and, surely will. Yeah. Time well spent. <laughs> <laughs> and continue singing on them. I don't want you to start yes. singing. You don't start singing. I want you to keep yes. singing. Dog on it. Keep singing on them. Yes, sir. Um, Hey, and with uh, with that being said, um, hey, to my listeners out there, I definitely appreciate you uh, tuning in for another episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. Uh, You know, your support is great, greatly appreciated. Um, Continue to like us, share us, and uh, just continue to. You know, be a positive influence on any and everyone that you come in contact with. And uh, until next time, I'll holler.